Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, every day on I Work Ram, we try to bring on guests. We try to bring on guests that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work. And most days we succeed. I know today we are going to more than succeed. We've got Luke and Dave joining us from Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find out a lot more about them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. Dot com? That was, no, dot that's com. good. That's good. It was, it was okay. It was, it was all right. He's been practicing. I've been practicing. Today we're going to talk uh, about a little bit different approach on a buy and hold strategy versus a not buy and hold strategy. Well, that would be good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and really, how do you deal with all that in today's top seed turvy markets? Hey, a good name is chosen rather than great riches. A favor is better than silver or gold. Proverbs 22, 1. Gentlemen. Welcome back to I Work For Him. As Thank always, you. it is such a privilege. Thank you. Thanks it for is a us. privilege to be here with you, Jim. Thank did you. Do you. you guys have a fight or something? I noticed you did, drove separate cars. All three of us come from Pinellas <laughs> County. Locations, all all right. three of us drove over that stupid bridge. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It wasn't too bad. Hey, how's Jesus making a difference in your life today? Luke, how about in your family? How's Christ making a difference in your family today? Well, I hope, uh, you know, I hope he's doing a lot in my family. What, what I do to contribute to that is... Uh, you know, just for me personally, it's. I think it a lot starts starts with me. It starts with my relationship. It starts with before I get out of bed, who am I talking to? Who am I? Who am I counseling? You know, uh, during the day, if if things are going great, who am I praising? Am I praising myself? Oh man, I got that one. Or am I saying thank you, Jesus, for an opportunity to be able to serve you and bless someone? 
uh, you know, when things are going poorly or not so great, who am I going to? Am I, you know, am I going to different things of this world? And that, you know, I, I go to Christ. So, and then when I put my kids to bed, you know, I'm trying to teach them to, to devote time to the Lord every night. You know, I, I have a, um, a, a Bible devotion I'll do with my son. He's real big into Bible profiles. So there's really cool apps on the phone that we just, I let him pick who he wants to learn about. We read it, puts, pulls up scripture. It's great. I go to him, put my daughter to bed. We read a, a um, you know, a Billy Graham devotional. On the phone, a, on the phone too, Luke. Those are all on the phone, my friend. Man, They're all on cool. the phone, all on the phone. <laughs> So hopefully, you know, with all those things, sometimes you don't see those that, that fruit, but you know, over time, that's how he's making. He's impacting me every day. Dave, you're a grand, you're a grandpa. You got lots of grandkids running around the house. Love making those guys. That's right. How, how is Christ making a difference in how you are a grandpa today? Well, I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what Luke was saying. Also, I mean, just the difference in in what your program is. Who's the boss? Who's my boss? Jesus is my boss and my ultimate king. Um, so my whole perspective is different than it would be without him. I was able, for instance, this year, I was able to get a different car. And I don't view that as my car. I view that as the boss's car. So I take Amen. very good care of it. Yeah. What? What? Wow, that's exactly <laughs> right. It's a nice car. And, and, and it's not mine. I'm using it. I'm yeah. privileged to have that use. You're going to get that scratch buffed out of the back? I don't know. You know where I got that scratch. I right here, you, I bet. Yes. Right here. Yes, the, right here, here in the, the parking studio? lot. Face yes. WTVN studio parking lot. Yes. No, I, I was going to ride with... Really? Kidding. Yes, really. Oh, that's man. terrible. It is. All right, we're talking today about, we're going to tackle two topics, the buy and hold strategy and what, why you use a model at Bel Air Wealth Management to tackle money for your clients. And, let's just, and those two are closely related. I imagine they are. <laughs> the reason I want to make sure people understand this is that, you know, every financial advisor out there has some sort of a idea in his head, but you guys, Dave, you've been doing this a long time. And the cool part about it is that you guys bring your faith to the table every day you're helping customers. And yeah. I, I really love that. And that's why I like bringing you on here, but let's educate some people. I really want to learn some stuff today. On Monday, we had the guys from Access Reverse Mortgage and man, what a great conversation that was mm -hmm. to understand what a reverse mortgage was. Cause a lot of people just think it's just a way to take advantage of old people, but it really mm -hmm. had some great features. So, so Dave, start us off with What's a buy and hold strategy? Well, a buy and hold strategy technically would be you'd buy stocks or a mutual fund and put it in your top drawer and you would leave it set there for the next 15, 20 years, how long ever your goal for that particular money was. Whether it's retirement or college education, you just don't look at it between now and then. So that's buy and hold. Just so buy, you're, you're talking about buy, hold, let it get moldy. Yes. So it's really, yes. I mean, it's a buy, hold, buy let and it get fold. moldy. It's whether the market is doing great or whether it's doing poorly, you keep the strategy. So yes. there's really not a plan. It's just buy and forget about it. So yeah, that, yeah, is yeah. that a, is, I mean, that's not, doesn't sound like a great strategy. At, at times it can be, it can be a strategy. It's not going to be the best strategy by any means, but on the other hand, if somebody's going to leave it set in, in, uh, in a checking account, not making any money, it's better than that. So, well, so it's, yeah. Come on, I yeah, think no. so far this year I've made nine cents on my checking account. Hey, you're working at it. Um, <laughs> I'm know, not kidding. The, the thing about buy and hold, oh, hit that, you can go back to your savings account in a second, but the buy and hold, you, you've got to time it perfect. I mean, if you think about it, if you're retiring at a certain age, there's going to be a certain amount of uh, corrections, which is, uh, you know, a 10% uh, correction is 10% off the, the most recent 50-day moving average. So You said that really fast. 
Do it again. Okay, yeah. so slow down. Slow it down. Have a For good time. For all the people with this. out there, corrections are part of every market. Good. There's every three to four a, years. Right. There's always every, a correction. Every 10 year cycle, you're going to have a number of corrections in there. So, my point was is on a buy and hold strategy, you've got a time, you've got to get in at the right time, and you've got to hope that you're getting out or retiring at the right time. If not, you could have a 2001 event, you could have a 2008 event, right, where you had the dot-com bust, you lost all that, and back, you got it back up in 2008, and you lost it again. So if you're in that buy and hold strategy in the last 15 years, and the S&P is only up 2.6% over the last 15 years, so if you kind of have that buy and hold mentality, 15, 2% every year or no. 2% over the 15 years? Compounded annually, compound gross, yep. Wow, so a little bit less than inflation then. A lot less than inflation. Well, yes. not on fuel though. On fuel, at least, gas is just slightly up uh, in fifteen. TVs years. are down too. TVs are down, <laughs> <laughs> but everything else. Eggs are up four hundred percent. Milk, meat. milk is up. Yep, meat. Holy uh, smokes! In fifteen years, think about the price. Medical of insurance. Be- oh, med- Health insurance. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, the housing. No. The housing. Unaffordable housing. Care housing. Act has housing. fixed all of the health it's, insurance has, problems. Yes. All of our health care is half the price it used to be. Yes. Oh, no, wait a minute. I think they get that wrong. All of our health care is at double what it used to be, and now it is unaffordable for everybody. You get half the health care you used to get. Is yes, that what you're saying? at twice the cost, yes, but yes. it was a good deal at all yes. the uh, at top price. Hey, I'd like to thank Shatika for calling in from Tampa to win the copy of Your Money Counts. we still got one more copy. If you really want to get a perspective on God's plan for your finances, this is a great book to get. Read it along with your spouse. Read it along with your future spouse. Read it along. Either any way you can get a great perspective on it, call into the studio line now. we got one more copy of Your Money Counts to give away, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. So you're saying buy and hold's not a great deal. Yeah, I mean, it has a purpose, but for us... If you bought us, at the bottom... Yeah. Well, for us, well, if you bought at the bottom like, and you get like out we at the right high, time. Like when I was in high school, not you in high school, when I was in yeah. high school, you know, the stock market was at like 860. Mm-hmm. I, I remember know. actually. I remember. Yes, I think it went yes. down to eight sixty on October nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Maybe that was the You're talking d- to the Dow. Yeah, yes, when the Dow yes, crashed yes. on October nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven. I remember that day because I, I just remember that day like yesterday. That was a black dark day. Everybody thought the world came to an end that day because I think it went down five hundred points that day, if I remember correctly. And five hundred points on thirteen hundred was a big number. And you probably would not buy the Dow. In fact, you cannot buy the Dow as right. such. So, so then you rely on buying the whatever company survives during that time right. period. I was just going to, in fact, say if you'd have bought then, it'd have been okay, maybe if you'd have invested yeah, right. with good guys. But really, the whole idea is that you're saying the buy and hold strategy. It's a little archaic. It's not. There's better ways to do it. Not a smart way to go. Absolutely right. Okay, so. What are are there any benefits of the buy? Well, we talked about benefits, so the dangers of buying hold. We talked about those. Okay, so isn't there a more peaceful strategy, something that'll bring us a little less weary? Peace. You're looking for peace. Well, if you're gonna, inv- that brings us into your next question. I think you were talking about models. Are you going to talk about models? And, that, and we're not talking about red book models. We're not talking about Heidi Klum type models. Who is she? Oh, no, Jim. <laughs> Who is? Uh, I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay, we're talking That's, about financial models. Okay. Right? Exactly. 
Exactly. Pam is going to get you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 won't to she won't listen yeah, to me. She won't listen. Yeah, they'll miss each other. Going. Yeah, exactly. He's watching the grandkids. She's going she's to church. In choir. So, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. in choir tonight. So you that's good. Know, so I shouldn't send her the link to the archive? <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> All right. So is there a way to buy and stop worrying? Yeah, hire us. Okay. So tell me, tell me why. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to say that. Everybody's going to say that, exactly. But going back to the models, we do follow several different models depending on clients' objectives and goals. So first you're going to sit so, down with a client and find out what they really... How aggressive they want to be, how how much risk does scare them. Are they going to be... Uh, this this? Recently we had a downturn close to 10%. Are they going to get scared and want to cash in at, at, at the time when they should be buying more? It's their, their outlook on life, their outlook on investing. That's it, a uh, prime consideration for each client. So when you sit down with a client, you really, you got to get to know them first before you can ever help them. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. Do you, do you feed them when you're doing that? Do you guys have like, you know, <laughs> coffee and stuff? In the, yeah, we, uh, do. we, we do. We do have coffee. Yeah. You do? Coffee, a little, water, little white mint. little white mint. We do some things. All right, so, yeah. so, want people to have so people happy, can sit down with you, you'll feed them, you'll give them a nice cup of coffee or a bottle of water and talk and get to know them before you start making recommendations. For free, no obligation. It's please. We just want the opportunity to share with what we do. And really get to share a little bit about yourself. We're talking today. We're really trying to learn some stuff today. And, and let's just talk about first, let's step back for a second. We're talking about, you know, with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. And we're talking about the buy and hold strategy, which we've determined that's really not a great strategy. Is it a biblical strategy, buy and hold? Dave, is that a biblical strategy? I don't think the Bible necessarily addresses that. It tells us to be good stewards. And however we can be the best steward that we can be, that's that's the best strategy. So I, I, I would infer from that that that's not a great strategy biblically. Well, and Solomon talked many times, Luke, yeah. in... It was in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes yeah, about too. the diversification of your portfolio. Right. Yeah. You know, now there's some things that he bought in. I mean, obviously he was a land owner. Land, gold. <laughs> he had some commodities, people. some gold, people, <laughs> a little bit some different. slaves, cattle, cattle. You know? But but he he was diversified. He was for sure. diversified. He had a diversified portfolio. But really, when you look at investing, investing today is a little different than in biblical times. But I I think Dave, you go right back to what you're saying. We're supposed to be good stewards. And if the market is changing, in other words, if you if you'd invested in fax machine companies in the '80s, and again, you guys can't recommend uh, anything specific, you probably wouldn't invest in fax machine producing companies here for the United States today. Today, it would be the 3D printer, right? I mean, that's the old fax machine of 30 years ago. Hey, do you know, things, in, things in honor of that. In honor of today. Well, you know what today is. It's Back to the Future. Back yes, to the Future Day. Yes. Back to the Future Day. And he actually said, the, the good doctor in, in 1985 said on the air that everybody would have fax machines. They'd have them everywhere. Mm. In 2015, they'd have them everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. They're, they're in people's bathrooms. They're in their kitchens. They're everywhere. Yeah. He missed the whole cycle. Yeah, but he didn't because he hit the hoverboard. Yeah, they hit the uh, the glasses that were phones. They hit um, they hit video conference. I mean, they, they nailed all those things. I'm afraid they may miss the cubbies. Though. Are the shoes? No, I think they, <laughs> yeah, the shoes, right? the automatic tying shoes. Yeah, yeah. That, the, those yeah. actually, Nike says they're coming out with a Back to the Future pair this year. I've seen I've seen like the there's some video like the Star Wars. But uh, the hoverboard trilogy. things, cubbies are in. Cubbies, no, the cubbies, yeah, cubbies are, are in. in. They're down three nothing. They're barely they're, in. That's all right. They're barely. They're they're down, they got Joe Madden though. They got they Joe got Madden, Madden, and they're they in the Madden. National League playoffs. But they're down 3-0. 3-0 That's tough. It's been done once before. 
it has been done. Once? Once. Okay. Who? Well, let's get back not on the topic. Cup. All right. I just want to make sure that we talk about that because you've got to have some perspective of why buy and hold is not a biblical strategy. Well, does everybody know what buy and hold is? Well, I don't know. Why don't you? You, well, had, you had a comment you want to make sure you said about that. Well, yeah. You know, when we're using the term buy and hold, you know, there might be some people that have never heard of the term. But if, if you're older and been investing for a while and you haven't made any changes to your portfolio, that's buy and hold. So, um, and there's actually, we meet with people all the time and we talk with people all the time. Some of them have a self-directed account where they're the ones managing it because they don't want to pay any fees, which is okay. But we come alongside them and say, well, here's a different way to do it. You get professional management and we're going to outperform what you're doing, taking less risk. Plus we're in it Monday through Friday, five days a week, all year long versus that once a month or once a quarter, um, but, you know, yeah, I did want to talk a little bit. One of the things that people are scared through these corrections or recessions, as an advisor, I think Dave would back me up, been doing it much longer than I have. But we talked about this off the air. During these recession or correction periods, these are buying opportunities if it's done correctly. Not buying a stock, okay? That's, you know, you can do that and, and you can do well. But we're talking about overall investing, having a model that says, okay, right now our indicators are saying it's not a good time. It's too volatile. Let's move out of the market. So we move into, you know, whether it be a money market or a multi-sector bond or something like that to kind of park the money. He said that word, Dave. Yes, he did. Multi-sector bonds. But that not, just means that was for Randy's benefit. Because, yeah. because, you know, past performance is not indicative of future, future results. results. Yes. All right, but let me just take, I yeah. think we need to draw people a picture. Because you wouldn't go to the grocery store and invest in a commodity and hold it. You wouldn't go and buy a bag of oranges and say, you know, right now I'm going to buy them. Actually, maybe you go to the fruit stand because they're always cheaper at the fruit stand than they are at Publix. And you go and buy a bag of oranges for five bucks, but you go to Publix, they're selling them for 10 bucks. So you could make a quick investment, but instead you buy and hold. That's really a great idea, but not if you're buying oranges. So how do you know whether you're or, buying an orange or, or not? Or corporations. Well, that's we what gotta, I'm saying. You have, you have to remember that's what a stock is. It's just a small piece of a corporation. Well, and that was my point. It, if you don't pay attention to it, corporations exactly, make bad decisions. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's, you know... I mean, there's. I don't know what you guys can actually say, what you can't say. Yeah, know, can you say right? anything? Know, can right? you say anything about past companies that no longer exist anymore? Sure. Okay, MCI. That was one of those up and coming, huge yeah, right? '90s. Right. It was a great stock in the '90s. It was. It was. Bye 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 bye. It was gonna. They're gonna be. They were gonna dominate the world. That's exactly right. Because yes, they, were. they don't even exist. They anymore. don't exist. So the buy and hold on MCI would have been a horrible decision. Well, that goes way back to the Industrial Revolution when buggy whips were, you know, it was a big company making buggy whips when the cars came out. So what happened to those kind of companies? And today, the changes are so much more rapid than they were back then. Now, now something you know, three, four years ago may be out of style already. Yeah. Things just change so quick today. Yeah. And, so, and, so the point, buy and hold, is it, it, it may not be your best bet. We always look. Well, I mean, not, who knows? It's not your best fit. If it's not a biblical, you can't, can you give me a biblical example no. of where buy, buy and hold backs the biblical strategy to be a good steward of your money? No, that's that's the uh, that's the one who took the money and didn't do anything with it. Yeah, he yeah. buried his head in the ground, yeah. basically, yeah. or the money. And said, what, gonna, what kind of a return did he get? That's right. He got nothing, and the good Lord was not happy with that. Not impressed. Okay, Luke, I'm sorry. No, that, that was it. That's perfect. Picture. Yeah, the buy and hold. I, I, I think the audience needed that picture 
of buy and hold because I think a lot of a lot of our listeners are in that situation. And if you are in that situation and you already have a 401k with a company, call us. We'll look at it for you. I mean, we don't mind. It's, we're not going to charge you a fee, but we'll look at it for you. If you haven't reallocated or had your advisor from the company, your 401ks, um, you know, the advisor they provide for you, call us, send us your statement. We'll look at it. We'll tell you if you're in the right positions for your goals. You know, no, you, no cost. You, you really, ha- really have to do that once a quarter. That's right. I mean, you, things change so rapidly nowadays that you should get out that statement when the end of the quarter comes Take a look at it. Say, okay, what's happening in the world from a macroeconomic standpoint, first of all, and where do I want to be invested the next quarter? Yeah. But if I am using you as my wealth advisors, which I am, That's what we do. every quarter, I don't have to look at every quarter, right? Because you are. We'll right. look at it more often than quarterly, but, <laughs> okay. but I'm just saying minimum, yeah, minimum, minimum, if you're doing your own 401k or whatever, uh, once a quarter is, is minimum. So when you're not on the golf course, you're looking at people's portfolios. Yes. Have you golfed Dave recently? is an educator. He is a student of I the know business. He is. He's he always is. learning. He is. I better read more books than him, though. No, you don't. No, no, no. Let's focus. How many did you? Wait, Hey, why don't you arm wrestle? Let's get back on track. <laughs> okay. We've got Thank things you. like day okay. trading okay. to talk so about. Let's, let's talk okay. about. Okay. So, okay. It, it, you know, if. Whose show is this, anyway? I just had to reel it back in. Where are we? Where are we? All right. And I thought I was the old guy in the room. (laughs) You are the old guy in the room. All right, so the buy and hold strategy doesn't work, but isn't it a little less work than the day trading strategy? Because that's kind of freaky. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's less work, so it's staying home every day. Well, but if I yes. stay home every day, Obama's going to pay me. Oh, there's 94 oh, that's million right. people that's getting paid right. to stay at home right now. Obama and Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that's right. No, no, that's not getting the politics. Oh, not politics. 94 million people are not getting are not working right now. All right, so what? But, but day traders, is is that something I should do then? Should I be in this thing every day? Should I be watching you and, and Dave every day, going, Dave, what are you doing? What are you doing? My portfolio, what are you doing? Because this really great me out because <laughs> the market's changing. We're not day trading. Right? I've so never. If you wanna, yeah, Dave, we always thought we've never met a day trader that's exactly. made money. So. I never met a day trader that made money. Sure. It's kind of like going to Las Vegas. Everybody that goes to Las Vegas, yeah, I made three thousand dollars last weekend. Yeah, right. What'd you lose the weekend before? What you know, they they forget about the losses and clank up those winners once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know so anybody we don't, like that. We don't day trade. Our models. Well, I know. Well, one of the things we'll probably hit in a minute, but our some of our models we're rotating on a monthly basis. Some of them, they're rotated on a quarterly basis. We're talking today with Luke and Dave and Dave and Luke, but not Randy. Stay back at that. Somebody's got to be working. Exactly. (laughs) These guys are from Bel Air Wealth Management. They've been sponsored of the show for a really, Luke's been a sponsor of the show since day one. (laughs) So thank you for your support all this time, Luke. We're talking about, well, really the model that you guys use and how your faith impacts that model. We've talked about why the biblical, it's not biblical to do a buy and hold strategy because God expects us to be good stewards of our money. How, what's, what's the key to any model, Dave, when you set up these models? Because you're, you develop these models, right? You've been developing these models? For- Some of them, yes. Okay. And uh, I think, key? I, I think the key is, even though it's not buy and hold, we change, we change the holdings monthly or quarterly, but still remain consistent with the strategy. Right. So there's, we have 15, probably 15 possible models or variations of models depending on clients' objectives and goals and their risk tolerance. But also, we want to find out what the client wants to do. There's some that, that um, you know, 
would would buy gold and and put it under their bed if we uh, if we encourage them to, but but we don't. <laughs> well, first of all, because I don't know how some, I got off on that. Can, don't ask me. Somebody can like gold. Somebody can. Gold. And he's not recommending gold. <laughs> no, he won't make any recommendations on the show because that would get him in trouble. Yeah. But nobody would buy gold and put it under their bed because somebody could break into your house. And steal it. Uh, yeah, right. Especially after you turn in your gun, right? If you have a brokerage account with us, you don't actually, you don't like get gold. Yeah, you're not gonna. But it's is, not gonna be melted down in bars. You, you don't take delivery. Yes, yes. You, you can. Get, you can get real you can. gold. Yes. Okay. All right. So, the key, though, Dave, is what you're saying is that you don't buy and hold, but you stay consistent with the strategy that you've determined fits the client. Exactly. So you exactly, may have Jim. company A, B, C, C, D, E, and E, F, G that are your that are the stocks in somebody's portfolio, and you may change those stocks up, but still stay consistent with the types of stocks that they were. Exactly. Or and whatever, mutual funds or municipal bonds, whatever those kinds of things. You know, we had a fun period here this year, August and September. It's like riding it, a wild it, bull. It was like Where? riding a bull. That was up 301 day down 400 the next up 200 down 300 so august and september ended up being down months um and i'm proud to say i did not have a client call in and panic and saying get me out get me out and a lot of brokers do but that's exactly the time you should say hey what what can we buy how, how do we take more cash how do we so take it yeah how do we take advantage of this well that's Look warren at, buffett I yeah mean, exactly he this is this is like a, a pig in a what do they do they roll around the mud pig in right? a they wallow yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's they wallow you know, in the mud that's it you know well, speaking of warren buffett in 2008 he said today people feel comfortable holding cash and warren buffett just came out and said they're crazy they should not be holding cash today there's companies out there in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years that are going to make 5, 10, 20% return on their money. Yeah, that's that's what he does. He's he, There is nothing Warren does that's over the next year, exactly. six months, and, he, and he's definitely not buy and hold. No, <laughs> no, no. He's... He's long term. He's big but picture. But most of us don't have the resources of a guy like Warren Buffett. We right. got to trust guys like you to identify those and do the research. Right. Warren probably has a research team, team. of Correct. a thousand people. He, he buys stocks. He, he buys companies. He we buys, buy stock. Yeah. We buy stock. He buys companies. He same. Buy, yeah. And the same. It's the. Uh, he, buy, he buys majority ownership of yeah, the stocks exactly. in the company. So he can manage companies. Luke after wants he to buys say it. something, Dave. We're, yeah, we're well, off track well, again. Well, <laughs> you know, he's buying. If you watch him, he's buying companies in. Sp- in particular sectors, yes, yes. like uh, natural gas. Uh, if you notice the railroad company that he purchased, and now he's developed. He, I guess, he's got a purchase in to to buy um, to make his trains that are all run by natural gas. Yes. So he's he's way ahead of the curve. So he's not just looking at, hey, this company looks good. It's cheap. I can get in. There's a lot of growth opportunity. He's looking at 10, 20 years from now. Which sectors are going to be performing well? And I'm going to go find the cheap companies in those sectors that are run by good people. Exactly. And that's what he does. That's exactly what he did with the railroad company. Right. He bought it like four years ago before they needed all the railroad cars up in, in the Dakotas. Yeah, for the transporting exactly. oil. Exactly. Yeah. So he's smart. He's a little bit ahead of everyone. Hey, what happens when Warren Buffett dies? Because who's going to be the next know, icon? Because right? he's in his 80s. He's trying. He's try- I'm sure he's got a mentor. He, he's he planned that he's, a long time ago. All right, so how does your faith fit into the models? Dave, you mentioned you have 14 or 15 different models based on somebody's risk tolerance, based on uh, uh, to be consistent with their views, or not with their views, but with their their portfolio, what you've told them, the model that you built for them. How does your faith fit into those things? 
Well, I would I would uh, go back to August and September when when we had that volatility and some people thought that we were coming to the you know we had the what the blood moon the blood oh, moon thing coming up and oh, I forgot about the yeah big, no, we missed the big comet that must have missed the Earth Shimata yeah right mm-hmm. but people Shimata. but people took that seriously and uh-huh. um, and sold a lot of books yeah a lot yes, of, it did. exactly sorry but yeah what was I saying <laughs> got in there. I, I got lost I got lost there what was in, I saying in August but but in September, but but they were all uptight yeah right right so, so I asked you how your faith fits into your mom so so we know. Even longer term than long term eternity, these things make these things mean nothing. Yeah. They mean nothing. They mean nothing in eternity. They mean very little to God. He uh, he wants us to be good stewards, but he knows that's not where we put our faith. Right? I mean, if you put your faith in money or treasures on earth, it's gonna it's gonna be consumed. You'd be disappointed. You hit that. It, at the beginning. It's gonna be well, consumed. Well, and then, okay, but but let's take that into perspective because honestly, everything that you guys are investing is all gonna burn too. I yes, mean, it eventually, is. It's, everything, this whole earth is gonna pass away. Heavens and earth will pass away, and God will bring in a new heaven and a new earth. Be interested to see what that one looks like. I wonder if it'll have global warming too. But uh, I've got some investors that invest for the kingdom. They mm-hmm. they put their profits into missions and their their reward is going to be eternal, even from their earthly investments. And how from, cool is that? It's a cool awesome. it's a cool perspective. Yeah. So, but how does personally how does your faith fit into? Were you choosing models? You're not typically. I mean, I know every once in a while you choose some stocks that you just really like. You might throw those into one of your models. You've got one of those, right? Right. But I'm right. not going to ask you to name those stocks. But does your faith impact how you choose those stocks? Um, there are some, some companies that are not acceptable. Uh, if somebody's in, in the biotech business or stem cell research or, or abortion, uh, type things, I will not buy those stocks. Uh, that's not the majority of companies. And sometimes it's hard to determine which companies are, but, but, um, other than that, I, w- I would say no. It goes by the fundamentals of the company. But the fundamentals are in your heart, and you've trained those fundamentals, and it's really based on your faith, though. I mean, really, your faith has impacted everything that you've learned. Yes, Amen. true. Right. All right, so Luke, it, as you're looking for, you, you know, you're trying to follow in Dave's footsteps. you got a few years behind him, <laughs> and that you are... Well, I, yeah. well, I don't have a few one to follow. Why did, you know, it's called a perpetuation plan. And Luke, as you look at the kind of customers that you want to work with, the people that... Because we're talking about, we don't. You don't want buy and hold customers that because that just isn't. I do want them actually. You want you want, I them, want them because you want to help them because I want to show them a far superior way to take far less risk and, and in most cases we're outperforming the market. Uh, I'll give you one quick example and then one out of the the several models that we have at Bel Air Wealth. The, in 2008, when the market, the S and P, we'll just say the S and P 500 was down 38 percent, our model was up a little bit over two. Uh, past performance doesn't guarantee future results, but our model got out of the market at the right time and got back into the market, and we missed, and we were up basically 40%. So that's just one example of where if you were buy and hold, you lost 38%, and anybody in here that was buy and hold, raise your hand or uh, chirp up on the radio. Not in here, because right, we're right. all experienced. But <laughs> the idea no, was I, I'm you, not lost, trust you, guys. you lost 38% if you were in the market, for the most part, close to that. And yeah. really, again, we're talking about the biblical perspective on that. That's not good stewardship. Yeah, no. That's right. No. And, and really, since everything since January said, hey, we're going to have a correction in the fall, everybody's pointing to it. Yeah. 
I remember it was everybody's been it. waiting for it for several years, which is probably what created it in the first place. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, one of those yeah. things. So, Luke, when you're looking for customers, describe the perfect customer for you and Bel Air Wealth Management. I, you know, a perfect. I want someone that is uh, that's that can that can trust someone else because there has to be trust. Uh, I also would like someone that wants to be educated in the process, and that's why Dave's customers probably aren't calling him all the time. Number one, they trust him, and then secondly. They're somewhat educated in what he's doing. We, uh, Bellar Wealth, Randy Pattison, he's really big on trying to educate the client as much as they want to know. So they understand if there's a small correction, you know, we do things. We have, we have a, a process in place. We have, you know, that's where we get back to the model. You, you stick with the model, and that's going to lead you through, you know, the, these, these problems. So I want someone who is trustworthy. Uh, I want someone who's maybe starting out. I want someone who's uh, maybe been with somebody else that they haven't heard from in a while or haven't reallocated their portfolio. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm looking for people that are just trustworthy and that say, yeah, I'd like to be educated. Teach me a little bit. So I know. So, and, and, and one other thing, because I try to throw this in every time I'm on your show, Jim, is that, uh, if there are those, if there's widows out there, we're supposed to take care of widows and orphans. And if there's widows out there that would like help and they don't have a more than a six figure in, in an investment portfolio, I will help them for no fee um, I, I usually throw that out there every show just to uh, you know if they want a, an opinion or if they want me to manage their account I don't care won't charge them a penny all right you can find out more about Luke and Dave and Randy at bellairwealthmanagement.com that's bellairwealthmanagement.com all right so Luke just in the final minutes of this segment I want to talk about how your faith impacts how you do your job we've talked about the modeling but you're out there pounding the pavement you're talking to people you're networking you, you've got feelers in the, the community, been in the community and active in the community for a long time. How does your faith impact how you network? How does your right. faith impact how you find customers? Uh, that's, uh, you know, um, I mean, I'd like to think it's kind of, it's unique that uh, when I go to meet with a client, I'm in prayer uh, before the meeting. Uh, I'm in, I'm in prayer sometimes during the meeting. Um, you know, and then in a, in a, and once I get a new client, I'm, I'm in prayer thanking them and I just saying, God, you know, you're not going to make my portfolio go up 20% when everybody else's is five. I'm not, that's not the type of prayer I have. My prayers are that I, I do what's right in the eyes of the Lord and I, you give me wisdom to do the right thing all the time. And that's my heart. So that's, my faith is in my business and it's, you know, maybe that does make me unique, but if you're going to meet with me, know that you're being prayed for, our meeting's being prayed for, and if you do become a client, <laughs> your portfolio is being managed by someone that's in prayer asking for wisdom and guidance. You know, and I'm sure Dana appreciates that about you. You guys just celebrated, was it 15 years? 15. 15 years in the Big 15, Apple. I know it's it was all kinds of great pictures oh, out there. Yeah. It looked like you and Dana had a great time. Did. did you go see a awesome. show when you're up there? No, we uh, we almost did. I won't name the show. We we tra- The tickets were like $350 a piece, all right? I'm like, no. It's New York. It's New York. <laughs> it's New York. <laughs> hey, listen, God says to be wise with your money. That was not a wise decision. It is. We, we, had, we had so More much More money fun. than your plane tickets. Yeah, to go. yeah seriously. I it understand. Was. It's it was. crazy. Absolutely crazy. We're talking today with Luke Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. They left Randy back in the office so somebody could be working. We're and, working. And, we're working. I know you're working, okay. and you're really helping okay. educate people, and this is what I really want to hear. Talk to me about the economy, the fundamentals of the economy. A lot of people, how do people feel? What are you hearing? Well, it's an amazing thing because you talk to people. I just talked to somebody Monday after my golf game, mm. <laughs> and they're so pessimistic about where the economy is going, where the country's going, and I don't understand it. 
things are so good in this country. We are so blessed to be born in the in the 20th century. Most of us 20th century. And <laughs> what are you be, saying? You were born in the 19th well, century. I was thinking, you know, Luke's almost born in the 21st, 21st century. Yeah. But you know, uh, but but uh, we are so blessed to be born in the United States of America, and we're blessed to be born in the 20, 20th century. Uh, you, do you realize how much the standard of living has gone up in the past hundred years, hundred and fifty years, a thousand years? If King Louis the Fourteenth, all his wealth, he could have everything he wanted. He did not have the standard of living that we have here in the U.S. today. He didn't have indoor plumbing. He did not have indoor plumbing. Do or you know? A car. Did you know? Or a battery um, operated car. A, an hour of light actually took fifty hours of work a week to make one hour of light. They had to do sesame oil and all this kind of stuff. And All right, so you're, what you're saying is that the economy is good. The economy the is great. Fundamentals are solid. Now, morally, you could argue the country is going a different direction, but fundamentally, outstanding. All right, listen, it's been a good conversation. I really want to encourage people, just th- what you just said, Dave, things aren't as bad. And the good news is the Lord is in charge. The Lord's in and, charge. And, and he, you know, sometimes things may feel a little scary, but you know what? We, we understand our Heavenly Father, He's got our back. All right, good conversation, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming back and yes. for really just helping us educate each other. It was great. <laughs> hey, thanks to our show sponsors, MostINS.com, Bel Air Wealth Management.com, and Crown College at Find Him Online at crown.edu forward slash radio. What you learned today about how to take this city for Jesus Christ? Is your perspective any different? We learned today that our faith even impacts how we invest. Our faith impacts the decisions that we make. When we meet with our wealth advisors, we need to let them know how do we view our perspective of eternity, that we're not sitting there just to buy and hold and bury our heads in the sand, but the Lord really cares about how we invest the assets that he's put in our control. And I love that because God loves economics. How do I know that? Because he created the economy. He created the goods and services that we transfer back and forth with each other when you all look at it it all goes back down to the commodities that god put in our control in the garden let me talk about one thing you also can control and that's how you pray my challenge to you tonight when you get home is to go out to iworkforhim.com and click on the i work for him nation tab and commit to start praying for your co-workers and employees by name each and every day why am i asking you to do that because prayer changes things you've been listening to i work for him with your host jim brangenberg I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I work for him.